Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hello. <Welcome laughs> before your run, this is me, Sean. I am joined by Blair. We're back with guest goodness for all of you. That's right. Today, our guest is Rachel. You know her on IG as curly underscore Rachel 13. More on that name in this in, episode. Yes, it's fantastic. Yes. And Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, right? Yes, yes. yes thank yeah. you. There's, yep, there's lots. Of, also, I don't know why I feel compelled, but it's curly, C-U-R-L-Y. I think this is out of the sense that sometimes people like do IEs or EYs. You're, and, you're right. Yeah. Especially yeah. when you're trying to create an Instagram yep. handle and yep. some things are already taken, you've got to spell it in unique ways. This is curly underscore Rachel in real in- genuine <laughs> English, everybody. And 13 is a number, not a word. We're oh. just clarifying everything yeah. over here. Yeah. All the disclaimers have been checked. Everybody, please enjoy the wonderful, awesome Rachel. For Your Run is supported by Flex Your Voice. So I've got a question for you guys. Do you love learning more about members of the running community? Well, come on. That was a trick question because we know you do. You're listening to this podcast. We are excited to tell you about Flex Your Voice a podcast hosted by two wonderful people named Jacqueline Corson and Olivia Wilson. Jacqueline and Olivia are everyday runners who, like us, want to inspire others and better learn about how to navigate their running lives along with their everyday lives. They aim to create a community that empowers athletes and continues to encourage us all to be more active through the stories and insights that others share. They also get into some of the more important topics around running and provide a platform to focus on how women athletes are treated and seen in today's world, along with the implications that physical activity can have on our mental health. They want to talk to everyday athletes who juggle their daily lives, but are passionate about running and the outdoors. To top it all off, they are genuinely wonderful humans, and they have made me laugh far too often while I am out ticking off my miles. You can listen to Flex Your Voice on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and new episodes will be dropping pretty much every week. You've got miles to run, so keep your ears and your mind happy. Hello, Rachel. Um, As I usually state with everybody, happy to be speaking with you in the non-squared space for the (laughs) first time officially. How are you today? I'm good. I'm really excited to be here. Um, I feel like I'm one of the cool kids. (laughs) (laughs) You are one of the cool kids. (laughs) You've always been one of the cool kids. Um, And I I say, especially considering... um, both your reels and your jump shots are mm-hmm. um, upper echelon cool kidage mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in terms of your jump shots. Um, in our IG uh, digestion of looking at everything you posted, <laughs> I will say one funny thing, Rachel, is your jump shots are traditionally on a bridge. Um, one, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you where that bridge is and stuff like that, but it looks a lot like a bridge in a place called a high pile near where I grew up. So depending on the status of my mind in the morning, sometimes I wake up and go, is Rachel in a high pile? And then I go, wait, wait, no, Texas, right. Different slightly. So it's a good place for a jump shot though. Yeah. It's this really cool bridge in our neighborhood. So it's, you know, I don't, I don't know my neighbor. It was one of the, we were running across it one day 
like a year or so, maybe two years ago. And I was like, Ooh, let's take a jump shot here. And so it become, became like a favorite spot. Yeah. Well, it's a good one. I mean, depending on the time of day, sometimes you get the silhouette jump shot. Sometimes you get the full person jump shot. Uh, I was once a jump shot person, but, um, I don't know. It has gone away from me, but, um, Mama Brooke was one of the first people that I came across on IG that was jump shooting after mm-hmm. runs. And I was like, wow, that's cool. And then I started to do it. And every now and then I think I need to get back, get back in the jump shot game. So yeah, do you, I'll have one more question for you about this and then we can move on. Is there, I'm, I'm assuming it's on a timer, right? <laughs> It's live, just iPhone on live, unless my uh-huh. neighbor is running with me and then she takes it for me. Okay. Yeah. So I was going to say, what, 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 let's break it down. But yeah, live works 100%. So awesome. My jump shots always catch me on like the down, like. <laughs> well, you have to angle. jump on one. So when it counts down three, two, you have to jump on one. Jump on one. I'm going to yeah. try it. <laughs> because they never turn out. <laughs> I definitely yeah. gravity and I are fighting yeah. in that moment. <laughs> or um or you catch yourself right before you jump and all and it's it looks like, like a nice is a really yeah. awesome. <laughs> <one. laughs> I really wanted to get low to the ground today. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um well it's really great to be able to chat with you. We we have plenty of things to chat about as you are a human being that has a lot of stuff going on when it, especially when it comes to how, the stuff you post on, on IG and all of those things. Um, before we jump into all of those things, I, I wanted to, I floated one question by you kind of as a precursor. Cause it, if it's on the spot, you might go, I have no idea what the answer to that question is, but it was something IG people might not know about you. And did you, do you have an answer to that question or are you so open on IG that there's just not an answer? (laughs) No, I'm not. And I have, you know, I have a personal account and then I have obviously my fitness. So I don't post a lot of family stuff on my personal Mm -hmm. account. And my husband is, he's just not into social media. If Mm -hmm. he could be like in the middle of nowhere with no (laughs) self-service, no cable, no internet, he would be so happy. So um, one thing that people probably don't know, um, because, and this was like years ago, but it's kind of funny. So um, I was 20 and MTV came to San Antonio and filmed like a, a dancing show. And they did like, I used to go clubbing all the time, but I was the girl that I just didn't drink. I just liked to dance. And so they were at one of the clubs I went to and said, Hey, we're filming this, you know, why don't you come? So I went to San Antonio and I was on like five episodes of a MTV series. Oh so, man. Whoa. Yeah. Is it on YouTube? <laughs> you know, it's funny. There are some clips on YouTube and I, um, I, I've looked at them. I mean, they're not great. I'll be honest, sure, but right, yeah. it, it was one of those things where I was so proud of it. I taped it. I had a VHS tape, you know, Yeah. Uh, and then it got recorded over. So I don't even have like any, oh, I have no evidence except for there is one YouTube video and I know I'm in it because I was wearing like a, like a really bright green shirt, but the show was called global grooves. 
Um, gotcha. It's really yeah, fun. Have a look at that's fun awesome. That's so cool. And leads into my question that I had about Ooh. how much you love jazzercise. So I also yes. love music and dance. And I love that that is like a source of movement for you. But how did you like get into jazzercise? Do you use that as like a cross training situation? Yeah, definitely cross training. Um, so I worked with, um, like I had a friend that I worked with and she asked me for over a year to come mm -hmm. to class with her. And I was like, I'm not going to like it. You know, <laughs> I, I don't want to be in front of people. And um, I'm probably the most extroverted introvert you will ever meet. So, it, and I think like COVID has made it a little bit, hold on, I lost my headphone. There we go. <laughs> COVID has made it probably a little bit more so. Mm -hmm. um, but she invited me. So after a year, I said I would go. And then she put me on the front row. <laughs> so the instructor's like, go right, I'm going left. And I mean, it was just a hot mess. But um, after about a week, I just fell in love with it. And then um, within five months, I became an instructor. And I've been teaching for, it'll be 18 years in December. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's that just really so fun. Cool. And it the people, fun. the people yeah. make it so too like the community around it. I mean, I love the workouts, but the community and I've taught in like five different States and it's the same, uh, like okay. you can just, it's real consistent. So it's definitely my happy, one of my happy places. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You teach in person and online or just one. So I only taught online when we were closed down. Sure. Um, so all of the classes are in person. Okay. Yeah. That's very fun. Was was that what I'm assuming based on just how long you've been doing it? Is that the thing that got you into your fitness account or did running have an impact? A lot of people's stories are always, I started posting about my running on my personal account and quickly realized how little anyone cared about that. <laughs> and then, and then made the transition or was it jazzercise that kind of made that start happen? It was jazzercise first. Um, I just wanted to have something separate, you know, to kind of talk about the classes and post about things that happened in class. And then it kind of morphed into kind of a hybrid running jazzercise. And yeah. then obviously there's some other stuff that I put on there every once in a while, but it's mainly running and jazzercise. Yeah. When uh, I was doing a little bit of the scroll back, it's always really fascinating how much IG has changed. Yeah. So like a lot of, you know, so many of the posts were the, you know, graphics text, and then it mm -hmm. kind of like your, your feed is a very nice interpretation of the algorithm of how IG has changed. <laughs> um, but it was also just great to kind of see that development over time. Um, so you're doing jazzercise, you're having a great time with that is running playing a role in your life at that time yet? When does running come along? Is jazzercise something that helps that progression along or, or how does that come, come about? Well, um, I ran in high school, um, didn't run in college. And then I ran a little bit. Um, well, I kind of had a non-traditional college route. So it took me seven years just because I stopped and started and all of that. But I was running, I was in a run group. Um, I think I was 20, 21, just trying to meet people, did a couple of races, but I wasn't really serious about it. And then we moved cross country and there was jazzercise, but it was um, very little. So mm -hmm. maybe once a week. 
And so I was looking for a way to um, just get back into fitness. And so we lived, um, there was like kind of a trail behind our house. Um, and so I just started running on that and then through somebody at work, um, ended up signing up for a half marathon. I had done some smaller races, but she was like, Hey, let's do, I was in, um, Washington. She's like, let's do the Seattle rock and roll. Um, which funny enough, it was 12 years ago today when I ran it. So yeah, great that you guys asked me to do this today. Yeah. It came up (laughs) in my memories. Um, and so that kind of catapulted me a little bit into just getting back into running as well. And then I just have kind of, since I've been in Texas, I've been here for back in Texas for seven years. It's just really been like, um, I don't know. It's just so easy to run in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And then I've used like races for like runcations. And so Mm -hmm. um, it's been a way for me to see friends and that kind of stuff. So it's been, it's been really great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. And, you know, I think we all can speak to the stories too of like um, the hilarity of a bunch of people who have never met in person that are all very good friends from <laughs> run struggles and run stories, um, showing up in a space. Runcations are positively one of my favorite things to do. Um, it's just like an added level of excitement to any trip. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Will I meet a serial killer or will they be really nice? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I will never forget just the look on my parents' face when we went to the bean in Chicago and they're both looking at Autumn and I going, 40 people that you've never met are just going to show up and this is fine. You know? And I was like, yes, yes, it's all fine. <laughs> and then they just show up and my parents are just sitting there going, I don't get it. And they're all just in, like, it's like they've been in high school together and they're all re it, it, cause right. We all have been on the struggle bus or the success, you know, ev- yeah. you know everything, but so you run your first half and I love when people, I'm pretty much in that camp as well. Like you start running a little bit and the suggestion is, would you like to run 13.1 miles for fun? Yes. Um, how, how did that first half go? I mean, certainly you're still running, so it wasn't the worst experience of your life, I would imagine. Um, it wasn't, but um, Seattle, it's very hilly. So the race was really hilly and I wanted to run two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. And the friend that invited me, she was like, I can't, like, I I can't run that. So, um, she said, you know, just, and and I, she's like, okay, so what are you going to do? And I was like, okay, there'll be pacers. I'll just glob onto a pacer and just hold on for dear life. Yes. And so, um, the pacer, she was awesome. And, she was, you know how it is when you start and there's a big group of people mm-hmm. that are all pacing together and then people either start to go ahead or they start to drop off. So there was only maybe, I don't know, maybe five of us that were hanging in like at the two hour mark. And some of them were really starting to have a hard time. And not that I wasn't, but I mean, like they, they were really having a hard time. So the coolest thing she did, which I'll never forget, is she had a friend that like ran up and and I don't even remember his name, but she's like, hey, can you go ahead and take Rachel in? Because I know she can run faster than we're running. So go ahead and just can you take her in? So I ran with him like the last probably mile. 
Oh, cool. Some guy awesome. I never even knew, and he's yeah. like encouraging me, and so I ended up running it like eight minutes faster than what my goal was. So um, cool. All because of you know just great yeah. people that I'd never met before that I yeah. never saw again. Yeah. Yeah. I always remember. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that must have been a real moment of. Um, you know, like you said, you were kind of feeling it. And then you have this person be like, actually, she's doing real good. So <laughs> you guys just go ahead and take off. That that must have been a nice second win to have that, you know, stranger confidence just piled into you. But then it yeah. was also like she was my security blanket. <laughs> like, I don't, no, I don't, yeah. don't want to go. We've been I'm together ready. for two hours. I can't go. <laughs> <laughs> we formed such a great relationship, and now you want me to just move on. Leave us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's very funny. Yeah. Um, so once you've run that half, and you're starting to run a bit more, what was your what was your kind of expectation for running? Did you have ambitions to move up from there in terms of I know you've done some Ragnar races and things like that. Um, what was your ambition once that first half was done? Was it kind of just, wow, that was incredible, but I need a minute and I'll think about the rest of it later? Or was it pretty snap? Like, let's let's see what's next. Um. I remember my fr the friend that I ran with, we also went to, um, there was a half marathon, there was a women's half marathon in Oregon. Okay. And so we went and did that. And I think it was maybe in November, but I was pregnant with my second child and um, we hadn't really told a whole lot of people. Um, so I think I was about 10 weeks pregnant. And so I had this group of friends that I knew um, and I was kind of like, hey, I'm running another half marathon today. And by the way, I'm pregnant. You know, just kind of <laughs> dropped it. We had like this Facebook wow. page where it was just a small group. And, yeah. you know, of course, then I went and ran and I, I wasn't checking my phone or anything. Came back to all these comments. Are you sure you're okay? Should you be running? Blah, blah, blah. You know, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But then after that, we ended up moving to another state. And that kind of changed everything because um, I ended up having like, some complications with my son, not bad, but, and then we moved to a place where, um, jazzercise, I was more involved with jazzercise. And okay. so running kind of fell by the wayside again. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we moved again and I picked it back up. So it was kind of off and on. Um, but probably for the last, I'd say probably nine years, I've been real consistent with running, um, probably at least a half a year. Um, yeah you know, other smaller distances too, but I never had the desire to do a full marathon. I mean, I'm toying with the idea now, but mm -hmm. this is like the first time in my life where I'm like, maybe, cause if you mm -hmm. would ask me, I don't know, three months ago, I would have told you hands down, no way. Mm -hmm. Like right. I don't want to run that far. Yeah. It's a lot of time commitment too, you know? So when mm -hmm. there's lots of external factors going on, like you have to know, like, what it's going to take for time, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm also curious too. I, I have honestly, I think I've probably taken five or six classes in my life that um, are jazzercise stuff, but it really, it, it seems like everything that you get out of that, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like that just really helps create a strong foundation in terms of 
when you got back to running or when, you know, when you started training for that first half, I mean, you have this fantastic base because of what Jazzercise asks of you just mm-hmm. in terms of there's so much dynamic movement to all of that, that mm-hmm. you're constantly working bits that are very important to, to miles. So does that help keep you feeling pretty good in terms of your running just because you always have this wonderful foundation? It makes a huge difference. I mean, there was a half that I ran that I didn't even really train for because I was busy with work. Mm-hmm. I was still teaching classes three times a week, but I was, I, I think my longest run was maybe six miles like during the training cycle. Cause I just, I didn't have time. And then I wasn't running all the time cause I was tired mm-hmm. yeah. and I, you know, I can't remember what my time was, but I want to say it was, it was less than two and a half. And I didn't feel like I was, um, I mean, it was taxing, but I didn't feel like I was dying. Mm -hmm. And I remember coming back. Um, I taught the half was on a Saturday and then I taught on Monday Mm -hmm. and I told the class, I said, you know, I, I didn't train for this race. I, you know, it was another runcation. So I really was just going to see friends. And I said, I just can't even believe like how well I did. And it's all because of this, because Mm -hmm. I really wasn't doing anything else Mm -hmm. because it's not just, um, it's a 35 minutes of like aerobics pace stance um, 35 to 40, but then it's all strength training, like the other 20 to 25 minutes. And so okay. we're using hand weights, we're using our body weights, they're stretching. And so yeah. it's really all the things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I tell people all the time, I don't really strength train. I mean, I do in my classes, but outside mm-hmm. of that, I'm really bad. Like I'm just, <laughs> I'm really bad. Same <laughs> with too. stretching. I'm really, I'm a horrible <laughs> stretcher. So it really has made a difference in the running, just having that base and, and doing that. Cause it's usually three times a week that I teach. Yeah. And then I'm also preparing for those classes at home as well. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Blair and I can attest 15 minutes of a Peloton level class that has a range of movement in it mm-hmm. is enough to be like, that done. felt really long. Um, <laughs> so what you just minutes. spoke to is is definitely, um, I know, like we're we're all certainly often our own worst critics, but I mean, sounds like you're getting quite a bit of strength training, and even though you might not feel like it, just based on how much how much right, there is twenty each minutes class. three times yeah. a week, that's a lot of strength training. <laughs> yeah. Even just body weight movement still counts. Oh, absolutely. Um, so from there, we, we certainly want to talk about, there's, there's a couple of things that you adopt in terms of your running. Um, I, I think that, you know, there's a lot of talk around doing the strength, doing the fueling, doing all those things. How have all of those things kind of, I'm sure that fueling was kind of something you had down pretty good, just from all the classes you were teaching and all of that stuff. Has that stuff adapted any in terms of what works for you when it comes to, is there anything, I guess, differently from jazzercise to running that your body rejects or, or, you know, embraces? Well, um, you know, 10 years ago, I didn't fuel from my classes. I drank straight water. I didn't do any kind of pre-workout. Um, I teach early morning classes. So I would teach on an empty stomach, like all the things that you should not be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and interestingly enough, when I started, um, really fueling for my runs mm-hmm. is when I started fueling for my classes as well. 
So it really was more of a running thing. Um, but now, I mean, it like I found the stuff that works for me in terms of gels, you know, pre-workout hydration, that kind of stuff where I'm not having, you know, gastric issues. Yeah. But yeah. It's made a difference just in both the running and jazzercise, just being able to fuel. And I just really, I just, I was one of those people where I'm just going to run on an empty stomach, you know, I don't, I don't want to feel sick during class mm -hmm. and, you know, oh, water's fine. I don't need more than water. Well, of right. course you do. You know uh -huh. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you live in Texas, so it's hot there too. Yeah. So I'm sure you're, and you need those extra like electrolytes and stuff just from the heat itself. Yeah. It's yeah. We're getting a cold <laughs> front. We're supposed to get a cold front and it's going to hey. be like 90. Yeah, that's, oh, exciting. that's exciting. <laughs> We've been to visit my in-laws a, a weekend ago, I think. And the, they had a cold front in South Carolina and it was like 84, but it felt like 84 and there was like no humidity. And I was like, this is magical. <laughs> I was like, I've never been so grateful for 84. <laughs> yeah. I am admittedly not envious of your definition of cold front because that is anything above 80 for us is, is starting to get tough. And I'm, I'm in the midst of learning some of the lessons you spoke to Rachel and fueling. I, um, it's really funny what our minds will tell us prior to a workout. Like you don't need that extra thing or you don't need this extra fuel. Um, and you know, when I started running, there was so much to it too, of anything less than, eight miles. Why would I need water? And it, I would take no equation into how hot it was or the yeah. point or any of those things. You'd be like eight, eight miles, eight miles, you know, <laughs> and then liquids. you're the last four, all your body is thinking is I get I've water when I'm done. Sweating. I'm dying. Everything <laughs> sucks. <laughs> I've stopped sweating. I can't feel my fingertips. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I, yeah. Blair sent us the text today of her 90 degree run. I did. I was very proud that I ran I in the just, hottest of hot in Florida. So that's applaud. warm. <laughs> I mean, that's because, you know, I ran this morning and it was like 78, 80, mm -hmm. it's still warm, but man, 90s. Ooh, good for you. Yeah. I might not have made the best choice, but I dragged my family with me on our, my run. And so they were just, you know, doing some other things. And I was like, okay, it's time to go now. It's really hot. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I had a question though. Did I, are you heart rate training now? Is that something that you've kind of incorporated into some of your I'm runs? Too. Okay. Um, so, you know, and I, it's, it's very new, but mm -hmm. you know, I was the typical, you know, I'm going to run all my runs at the same speed, same pace, you yes. know, been there, um, still there, yeah. still, still there, <laughs> been there, still there. <laughs> so I, you know, I was, I just, uh, like if I really want to improve my times, mm -hmm. I know that I can't do that. And so I'm, I'm trying it. It's hard. It's really hard. It is. Hard. Um, I agree because I'm, you know, I feel like I'm constantly looking at my watch yeah. and, you know, but I'm, I'm trying. And today, I mean, even I ran eight miles today and the first five, I mean, I really tried. And then after that, I was like, I'm just, I just want to get my eight miles in. Like I'm done with this. Yeah. Just still run. I've been yeah. there. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm all done. <laughs> no more time on my feet. Yeah. Yeah. Heart rate. Um, I'm currently not doing it so much, but the period of time when I was it, man, it really does. It kind of, um, 
for me at least it gave from some days it gave me pseudo imposter syndrome because sometimes my body takes three or four miles to even feel like right it's like Uh i'm an old car like you need three or four miles before your heart and everything else starts <laughs> What's the car our grandparents used to drive? Like a an Oldsmobile or a Buick. Yeah. There, that's um, what we are. <laughs> but yeah, sometimes my first mile, my heart rate's just like way, way up. And yeah. you feel like you basically have to get on the, like you have to revert to Lay the 18-month-old version of yourself and just slowly crawl up the sidewalk to be like, okay, I'm back. Where it's it should be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that there's certainly advantages as Blair will attest, Rachel, I have admitted to her that I mm-hmm. need to keep my easy runs easy. Um, and uh, it, it does allow me to then when she gives me a quality session, as Blair mm-hmm. will also attest to, I usually run it too fast because I'm like, that's the one day <laughs> that I'm allowed to not have to super, super that day. <laughs> follow the rules to some extent. Um, but, you know, I, I think Blair, as we're kind of talking about mental stuff too, I think you have some inquiries about mindset and all those bits. Oh yeah. Too, I yeah? just really enjoyed like how your mindset is always very positive. Like I appreciate that. And I know that that can sometimes be challenging to maintain. And I'm just was kind of curious to know like where that foundation kind of came from, like in establishing that type of mindset and any tips or tricks you have for keeping that kind of mindset. It's just, I really enjoy it's very inspiring. I enjoy listening to it and reading Likewise. about it. It's great. You are bubbly. Um I and I'm not saying it. that yeah. in a, you know, sometimes bubbly is interpret, but I, I get quite yeah. a bit of joy out I of it. I do. I really do. And you know, I appreciate it. Put so. into things. Yep. Thank you. Um you know, I mean, I've always been pretty positive, mm-hmm. but um I think so my husband is I don't want to say he's not positive, but he can get thrown off like with with anything like something bad happens and that will be you know like several hours of you know just frustration and so I think for me um like when I turned 40 Mm -hmm. I really said to myself you know and and people say this you know when you turn 40 you should leave the opinions of others Mm -hmm. in your 30s behind yeah and I really have done that And so I think for me, like, I want to live on the positive side because there's Mm -hmm. just so many things that are not. And I have found that there's always something that you can find joy in, Mm -hmm. but it's, Mm -hmm. it's something you have to like train your mind to do. And I have to do that because there's, there's many of occasions where I'm just like, man, I'm I'm in customer service for my full-time job and I get if the call comes to me, it's because it's getting escalated. So sure. people uh-huh. are not happy, right? Yeah. And a lot of times they make it personal. And mm-hmm. so I would internalize that. And I'm like, you know what? This is not good for my family. It's not good for me. Right. And so I just decided from that point, it's like, okay, I'm just not, like, I'm just going to let stuff roll off. And yeah. that's just kind of my mindset. Like, I'm just letting it roll off. And even my husband, he's just like, like, don't you get mad about anything? I'm like, of course I do. But yeah. I'm like, I can't like, we'll, we'll have like a discussion about something and it'll last for a few minutes and then he'll keep going and I'll be like, okay, I'm done with this. Like we're done. Like, <laughs> I've spent this amount of energy that yeah, I have allotted like for I'm this done. conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I have no more. <laughs> but I also don't like, 
for my work, I don't usually talk about that with my husband, not because I don't want to share my day, but because I don't want to share the negativity. Sure. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think that's, and that's part of like the account I wanted when I started it, I wanted it to be that mm -hmm. because even on my personal Facebook and my personal Instagram, I don't post a lot of like, oh yeah, it was a crappy day today. And, you know, sure. I'm going to go home and, you know, eat five bars of chocolate. And I, I just, that's just not me. And I yeah. wanted people to scroll through and see stuff that was going to either help them or give them some encouragement because I, I just think there's, you can go and find that, but it's really nice when it finds you. And so I wanted yeah. to kind of have that space. So I've just, and I really am that way. Um, I'm just, I'm kind of annoying. I'll just be honest. <laughs> oh, no, no, I don't. No, I think it's great. No, it's refreshing. Think, no. And like you said, it is something that like we need more of. And like it is a you have to work on it. It doesn't come easily. You have to like make the conscious effort to like take a situation and see it on like a different side. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. I mean, I think something for me that's just so valuable is even something that's so obvious at times, but for me, I have to sometimes hear other people frame something in that way to kind of remind myself, why are you doing this? Like, um, if you wake up or, you know, I've had, especially when I Chicago marathon trained so much of my focus, like Rachel was always, Oh, well that, that run on that day, that one on the calendar, that's the big scary one. That one's probably going to suck. And then all I did was that that cloud just moved with me as I got closer to that calendar. And it was almost like a real cloud. It got bigger and angrier the closer I got to that day. And you, if that's the energy you choose to give that thing, then everything else will then possess that energy. And, um, you know, I, it, it certainly can dictate quite a bit of your life. Um, and in terms of, so I think, you know, inspiration and motivation are very cohesive pieces, but what, I mean, outside of the fact that you're teaching jazzercise, so the motivation perspective is, well, people will be here. So I, I need to get there, but you know, how do you, like you said, I, I think that takes a special kind of person to, to remain motivated enough to build the classes make it and you know exciting and engaging um be on for people right like yeah i think the three of us can probably speak to this if you've had a day where you've dealt with more people than usual that in itself is exhausting mm -hmm. so what is it like we've spoken to the inspirational part does that do those things just kind of carry into your motivations then to kind of you know keep doing everything you're doing I mean, somewhat, but I think it's also, um, I'm a very um, goal oriented person. And so I think for me, like if I've tasked myself with something, like I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And I just, like, I know um, that workouts are better. They make me better. They make me a better mom, a better wife, a better friend, you know, a better employee. And so from that perspective, I know that if I skip out on it, then it's going to affect all these other areas of my life in a negative way. 
So even though like maybe I got four hours of sleep, you know, this, this happens frequently where it's like, I'll go to bed early and then I'll wake up in the middle of the night or I'll just keep waking up. And then it's like, I still have to get up and do the thing, whatever the thing is. Yeah. And so, you know, my husband's always like, Oh, just stay in bed. And I'm like, I can't, because if I stay in bed, then I won't work out and then I'll be irritable and, you know, on and on and on. So that's kind of what helps me is because it's like, I can see all the mm-hmm. things that are going to fall apart if I don't do the thing. Mm-hmm. So I just do the thing. Yeah. And that's part of the reason I teach at 530 in the morning too, because <laughs> I'm better in the morning. Like morning so is my time. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's early. And one of the things that my customers, friends, they're not customers. I mean, they're friends. Yeah. But one yeah. thing that they said, they're like, you have so much energy. Like, how do you have so much energy? And I'm like, it's because of you. Mm-hmm. Like, because yeah. if I was here by myself, of course, right. I wouldn't be like super excited. I said, yeah. but you guys are here and you're getting up early. And it's like, I, by the time I get here, I've already been up for like two hours, usually hour and a half, two hours. And so I'm like awake. Now, I may mess up because I mess up all the time. But I do it with a smile and a joke. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? We're still going to get a good workout. So I think, you know, I've, I've found it that early mornings are just a really good time for me. And so I have to do the thing in the morning. Like to do the thing at two o'clock in the afternoon or in the evening, it's just not good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, Sean and I are not real like morning people, <laughs> like as far as like a workout, like I can get up in the morning and be up, but like physically moving my body has been harder, but we are both, I think, finding that it's working out better for us because then, like you said, you kind of set the tone for your day, it's completed, and then you can kind of like move on and focus on what the rest of the day has in store because by five, six, seven o'clock at night, it's all different than what I anticipated it would be. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe, maybe this voice does not exist for you at all, Rachel, but I'll, I'll pose the question because you're speaking to a lot of this really well. And I think you kind of have already answered it with just understanding what getting things done and what starting your day that way yields. But is there a stubborn voice in your head? Because that—that's maybe Blair. Is your voice stubborn, Blair? Is that is that? I'm what not we'll a stubborn it? human at all. I don't know what mm. you're. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's just um, I acknowledge it, Rachel. I know it's there. I tell people all the time. Um, I try to be very honest in this line of my life, my job, and in other phases. I know it exists. Um, it's a thing that I have tr- am, am working, actively working, I think, to build the correct mental dialogue and mental tools to um, be kinder uh, to the stubborn side of me. But is there a voice of that in your head? How does, your, how does that conversation work? <laughs> yeah, of course there is. Um, you know, some days are better than others. Um, I think you know, we have to give ourselves grace. And so I think, you know, there are times when I beat myself up like everybody else does. Um, And I'll, you know, maybe my workout won't be the best. You know, it's not what I wanted it to be. I didn't, I did the thing, but I didn't do the thing as well as I could have done the thing. So, you know, I do have those struggles. Um, I wish that voice wasn't there. (laughs) Because, you know, it would make it a lot easier. Um, But I think ultimately, 
I, I mean, I just have to kind of tamp it down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because uh, I could choose to live in that place and I just, I just don't want to live there. It's just not a happy place. So I just, sometimes I tell it to shut up, you know, <laughs> and we just move on. It's good. You got to be honest <laughs> with it. Yeah. Yeah. I was even just thinking, I think you like you, the way you phrased that even was really interesting. My, my brain kind of just posed the question of like, do you want to keep paying rent in a place that continues to like slow you down? You know what? Like, I don't know. That's an interesting perspective. Um, I'm going to bring that with me into my my morning (laughs) tomorrow. Um, My mornings for um, it was this morning and it will probably be for at least the next couple of weeks mornings wise now that we have new puppy in the house, there's not as many alternatives for me no. to give myself the permission to lay in bed and <laughs> so be okay. Stay in with bed. It. But, um, <laughs> she won't let you. <laughs> no, no. I, I will certainly, I think kind of bring that whole, like, do you want to pay rent to this thing again today? Or do you want to kind of summon your inner Rachel and get up and get moving? <laughs> I like that. Summon your inner Rachel. <laughs> Yes. Yes. I think that's such a compliment. Thank you. (laughs) Well, I, I mean, genuinely, I, I think, you know, like Blair said, I, when I see your posts or your stories, um, it's, it's difficult to not be energized and excited. I mean, for goodness sake, like we've spoken about, you have jump posts. What's not to be excited about that? Like you see a person leaping in the air. That's just energy in a photo. Um, but then certainly the reels and, you know, before they were reels, just videos and stuff that were posted, um, it takes energy. And I, I know that that's, that's a lot of effort, but it then returns investment for all those people. So, um, I guess that's my kind of, I know that you do a fantastic job of the the inspiration and motivation unto yourself, but it really does. Um, when, when I see you post anything, it, it does give me, you know, for lack of a better definition, there's like a five, 10% boost of, Oh, well, you know, Rachel did something awesome today. So I'm going to take a little bit from that and go apply it to something good for my day. So you do that. Thank you. Do that you. For sure. I agree. Thank you very Absolutely. much. Yeah. Um, in terms of, so you said you're definitely a goal oriented person. My it, Blair, me stealing one of your favorite questions. Per, it's per, okay. Per um, <laughs> You're allowed to. <laughs> yeah. But um, what things, but whether it be jazzercise, life running, what things um, in this year or just in the roadmap of life, what, what kind of things are you semi aiming for or, or thinking about looking at? I know you kind of mentioned there's, uh, a, a, a speckle of uh, fairy dust in a marathon sense that you're kind of flirting with, but is there anything else going on? Um, no, kind of flirting with that, which of course, you know, summer in Texas, probably not the best time to be thinking about <laughs> that, but you know, um, you know, I really want to just improve my fitness overall. Um, I want to be stronger. And so I think um, the strength training piece and just trying to incorporate um, you know, more than that into my, um, regular life. I want to stretch more. 
I need to actually do it. But I, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm in the want phase. Um, or I need to do this. Yeah. Where do I find the time to do this? Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of at a weird place just because, you know, I finished the run streak and it yeah. was such a thing for so long. And then it's like, I'm like, okay, well, what do I want to do now? Like I, yeah. and I just, I don't know. And then I'm like, yeah. You know, I kind of feel like I'm in this like no man's land right now because I just can't make a decision on what I want to do. And then it's like if I make the decision and then this is that inner voice. Well, if you fail, then, Uh you know, all of the things. So I just have to really think about that and put some things down. I've been I mean, it's been like two months and yeah. I just, I can't get my life together. I don't know. I just can't figure it out. But um, work-wise and family-wise, I want to be, I, I definitely have backed off of working like a lot of extra hours. And so I want to be more present, yeah. you know, for my husband and for my kiddos, um, yep. especially after the scare we had with my son, like yeah, yeah. it just put a lot of stuff in perspective. And so I think from that point of view, like I'm already starting to do some of those things, but yeah, yeah fitness wise, I don't know. <laughs> I, I can tell yeah. you, yeah. um, that, that morning that you had kind of posted, you know, and it, it, it's very funny about how we all do this. You were like, Hey everyone, I haven't been around for a few days, like every, you know, like, and you didn't, you didn't need to apologize to us. It's all right. Um, but Oh my goodness. I, I saw your post and like, <laughs> if I had any amount of resources, Rachel, they'd be all gone so fast because that day I was like, I want to get on a plane and go find Rachel and just give her a hug. Like that would, I think I would get nothing else in life done. Cause I would just be all empathy for all these people. And I'd be like, well, okay. So I just hugged Rachel, but that person's having a bad day. So I need to get on an airplane and go find yeah. that person. But I wanted just so badly, cause I'm sure that that felt difficult to, to be where you were and have that thing happen. Um, but yeah, I, I just wanted so badly just to be like, I have to go find Rachel and I have to, um, I have to do something, but, um, I, I I did want to come back to the run streak part too. Um, I fully agree with that whole, like when the run streak was over thing, my run streak ended through force of COVID, which was mm-hmm. both a terrible thing, but a wonderful thing in the same kind of token, because I, for the last two, two months of my run streak was just like, why am I doing it? I don't know. I guess I'll run tomorrow because otherwise I'm not fulfilling the thing I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a difficult piece for me too of, well, then what is my next goal? Because I, I think in a roundabout way, it was one of the first things I had seen people do when I made my running account was people were run streaking. And it's not to diminish marathons or ultras or any of those things. But for mm-hmm. some reason, my brain put run streak like of anything greater than a, a year. It was like, well, that seems like the thing that if like that's the last thing I would possibly ever do as a runner is run for a year plus so that was kind of maybe higher on, on my, you know, elevated chart of things than other stuff. So once I had started it and then was doing it, ending it was much harder for me than I thought it would. And, you know, 
kind of to a lot of the points about strength work and fueling and stretching. So much of that stuff had just kind of gone way out the window. Cause I was just like, I have to finish this thing and I have to do this thing every day, but it is a streak, which means the suggestion of it not ending is kind of the goal. So then you're like, I don't know how I put a cap on a thing that's kind of not supposed to end. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I found myself in a, a bit of a weird place too, but um, yeah, COVID was a weird forceful ending of it. Um, but it was, I've had this kind of thing in my head a lot recently in light of a bunch of things that are not necessarily even fitting for this podcast, but like I had to endure a really, really, really crappy series of things and feel really bad to give myself from per some perspective to say, Oh, I should actually eat more things. And Oh my, mm -hmm. I couldn't stretch for my life, Rachel, <laughs> if my life depended on it. And I didn't warm up and I didn't do the walk after the run and things like that. And, um, you know, that it, something super crummy had to happen for me to abandon something that I thought was just this, like, I don't know how I end it. I don't know when I end it. Um, mm -hmm. but then once I was out of it, I was like, okay, well, I will hit pause and I will give myself the grace to say, I don't know what is next for me right now, but that's okay. And, you know, I, I felt, I kind of felt like I had shaken all the Instagram, I just sketched all the Instagram squares off of my like, uh, uh inspiration board, if you will. And just was mm -hmm. like, what do I want to put on my board? Like, yeah. what do I want to do? And honestly, part of that is why I've kind of not posted on my personal running account as much as I have. Cause I was just like, I started running for me. I started finding goals for me. And sometimes mm -hmm. my, for me, speaking from my perspective, Instagram was kind of a little bit GPS navigating my goals a little bit. So I, I was just like, well, I'm just going to kind of step back away from that. Thankfully, I have three other Instagram accounts to keep me very busy. But um, uh, that, that was just something that I kind of had encountered of just like, well, I'm just going to, you know, take a minute and see what my brain has for me. And thankfully, I have Autumn and I have Blair, two very wonderful people that kind of support me and guide me in those ways and helped me believe in the things I'm going to do next. But my thing to do for, for you to, to you from me would be you'll find your thing. And I, you're an awesome person. You have incredible motivations and goals. And I think everything that you're kind of trying to hash out in your life is an awesome place to be. And whatever it is you find that you want to do next, whether it is a marathon or something else, I can't wait to see what that thing is for you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'll let you know when I yeah. figure it out. <laughs> Absolutely. I was going to say the same thing, Sean. You did such a good job there about like, you know, giving yourself grace and that this season of unknown is okay, like to be in and embrace like all of it as it is. You don't always have to have something that you're working towards and it can just be this time that you focus on family and being present. You know, that can be your goal mm -hmm. and just embracing the movement that you do every day. Yep. Thank you. Thanks for that. Um, so the hilarious final question, I know I had sent it to you, Rachel, just the <laughs> hilarity of it all. And so, you know, so many people have interesting Instagram running names, and I'm always curious how those came about. Yours is pretty self-explanatory. 
um, aside from the number, maybe the number has a little bit of um, un- unknown meaning, but um, curly Rachel. So has the hair always lived up to the Instagram title? This is the question we all need to know. Yes, it has. Um, I've always had curly hair. I've well, I've straightened it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I actually funny story with the Instagram. Um, the reason why it was curly Rachel is because that account was actually going to be a hair account, and so yeah, hey, it was. That's and that, cool. Well, <laughs> you can see there are no posts about my hair on that entire account. <laughs> that's okay. So I had really lofty goals that went nowhere. Um, yeah. So I think there was already a curly Rachel, and so thirteen is just my lucky number. So that's why it's a thirteen at the end. Yeah. Awesome. That's I awesome. like that question, Sean. Yeah, I and. Low, leave it to me to be like, well, the answer's already in the name, and then it wasn't. Okay. So- <laughs> yeah. See, there was a story. <laughs> there oh, was a goodness. story to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so then now an out-of-running question, because we all have this. Blair, I think you traditionally have straight hair, right? This I do. Is- yeah. Yes. So yeah. I have wavy hair. Uh-huh. Um, two things, Rachel. One, my dad is bald. And through my life, I never knew that it was your mother's side traditionally that does, you know, gives you what you have for hair. Yeah. So Uh my grandfather on my mom's side still has hair. I didn't know that. So for much of my life, I was just getting buzz cuts because I was like, it's all going away. Look at that guy. It's all (laughs) gone. (laughs) Um, So for a lot of my life, when Autumn met me, um, I was just like, one, just give it a one. I'm pretty much bald. Oh my God. Because I was like, it's going to go away. All of I might as well be used gone. to like you might as well be used to this look. I, I might as well be used to it. It's cold up here all the time. Oh just, my gosh. Um, so for most of my life, I just didn't let it grow because I was like, I've accepted that it's gone. And so when it's gone, it'll be gone. Um and then <laughs> when you did know, you find out it wasn't up to your dad's side? Um, I think I was like a teenager, but even oh, then okay. I was still so like sold mm, that that was not real. Um <laughs> Because a, a cousin of mine who's his dad's side and mom's side both lost their hair early. Oh. He started losing his hair when he was like oh, 22. And I was like, fair. I just can't. Yeah. I, I can't <laughs> invest in growing hair that will not stay with me. Oh, um, that's so funny. But thankfully, Autumn, uh, a couple, like a year or two into our relationship, we were, uh, I think we were at like a football game with her aunt and uncle. And they were like, Autumn always used to be like, there is a lot of, hair follicle up there you're just not letting it go have you thought about growing it and so then i i did i finally gave myself permission i was like i don't think it's leaving um but uh i always wanted straighter hair blair have you always wanted wavier hair well (laughs) while we're sharing hair stories it took took a turn into rachel's i'm like you didn't want it to be about hair rachel but guess what (laughs) um so i do now appreciate my straight hair but when i was younger all i wanted was curly hair and so for my third grade i was nine so for ninth birthday i was in third grade all I wanted was a perm. <laughs> so my, I just vividly remember my mom taking me to get said perm and then it taking years <laughs> to grow out. And I just had this mm-hmm. really tight curly hair and I didn't know how to style it. And yeah, 
you know, as, as you do in elementary school, I was so, like, well, now what? <laughs> yeah. Was there ever vice versa for you, Rachel? That I wanted straight? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Almost. Um, I'd say most of my life. Um, yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, you know, it's one of those things where, um, people used to make fun of my hair, sure. you know, they would say it was an Afro. I mean, just all the whole nine. Yeah. And it was, I met my, so I met my husband in 2000 and I had, I mean, my hair was, it was really long. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it hung to here, which means it was down to my waist. Really long. Yeah. 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 And it was, I mean, it was huge. And my, I'd been going to the same hairdresser and she's like, you know, I was like, I'm kind of toying with cutting my hair. So she cut it and it was probably like kind of around my face. Mm -hmm. And then um, it was like a week before I was getting married. And um, <laughs> I was like, let's just, let's just cut it off. And so um, I don't have a wedding picture in here, but it's literally like this short all over my head like that. It, I mean, I, I really liked it. it was very easy. So when my yeah. husband and I yeah. got married, we eloped and it was just super short. And then I grew it out again. And then I ended up getting a um, keratin treatment. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the hairdresser like killed my hair. Oh, so I went back to my original hairdresser and she was like, I hate to tell you this, but we're going to have to cut it all off. So then we cut it off again. And then we were in a place where I couldn't find a hairdresser that could keep my mm -hmm. hair short and nice. So then I started growing it out again. Um, so, and I don't know, like I always toy with the idea of cutting it, but it takes so long to grow. Yeah. And yeah. I've kind of like, I really like it now. I feel like it's, I like it a lot. It's, it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it is beautiful. I, agree. I, agree. I love it's, it. It's kind of a lot of work. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> More than but, just, you know, throwing in some gel and you're going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's beautiful. I love it. Thank you. Likewise. Um, I was going to say, I too, uh, I was in college the first, like I did grow it out a lot once my last year of college. And it was probably like down to my nose. No um, way. No, but the <laughs> I funny, like a photo. <laughs> I, I wish I had a photo. No photos um, anywhere. So the No, I, I don't know what was going on at this period <laughs> in my life. Um, but Rachel, it, it, if it was wet, it would be down to here when it would dry. It was like, it was like I had a bowl cut because my hair, <laughs> all my hair would just wave out. Okay. So it was basically like I had a mushroom on my head. Like <laughs> everything was just waved out. So I'd always wear a hat and all the hair would just wave out from underneath. underneath. Hey, that's like stylish. I see that like yeah. nowadays, yeah. like the, the teenage boys, yeah. they wear that like Farrah yeah. Fawcett flipped hairdo under their yeah. hat. So yeah. Yeah. you were ahead of your time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to say that you were ahead of yeah. your fashion right there. Um, <laughs> and a friend of mine in college, she, cause I had a whole lot of hair. She would come steal my hat and then she'd push it all out. And I'd look like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was just, it didn't move. Right. It was huge and thick. I'm and I just, so sorry. There's um, no photo evidence. I, of this. I too, I am. I'm very sorry that there isn't. Um, and then I just, it, I got tired of it and I buzzed it all off again. Um, and I remember that day vividly, Rachel, like I had all this hair 
And then I, maybe you can attest to this too. When I, when they buzzed it all back off, I was standing in a fast food restaurant with a college friend of mine and I was just throwing my head around. Cause I was like, my head is so light. It's so light. <laughs> totally. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can totally relate I, to I that. I felt like I had a 10 pound weight on my head. Yeah, they cut absolutely. my hair off and I was like, oh my God, like my head is so fast now. Um, so. <laughs> it's so fast now. <laughs> <laughs> I just that's remember next. Like, aerodynamic haircuts for yeah, running everyone yeah, that's coming yeah, next <laughs> you know like the amount of shampoo you would use was oh mess. right and I remember I'm the sure. first couple of times I had all this shampoo <laughs> in my hand much. and I'm like you know I, it took me so long to wash it out because I just had so much yep oh yep. man yep yeah I, my buddy just looked at me like this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm just standing in this line to get food. I'm throwing my head all over the place. Like it's so light. There's like nothing up there. And he's like, dude, Stop. Nah. Like, people are going to like really wonder what the hell's going on. No, let them uh, wonder. But yeah. Yep. Yep. So, oh, that's very funny. But um, that was good. Thank you for that. That was good. <sighs> good story. Yeah. Anything I can do to be of um, humor and pain of myself. I, untethered, I liked I will, it. I will, it was love. good. But, I appreciate um, it. Oh my goodness. Well, uh, I'm out of questions, Rachel. Blair, are you out of questions? I am, but that was, I appreciate you so much coming on to yeah. join us today. Like this was so fun. It was so fun. Oh my gosh. Yeah. My yeah. face hurts. That's always that's, a good sign. That's a great right? sign. That's, a great that's, sign. that's <laughs> the goal. That's that's gonna be our new hashtag. Mm-hmm, <laughs> if, mm-hmm. if, if your face doesn't hurt, we didn't do it right. <laughs> that's yes, that's right. That's hundred percent right. Um, well, yeah. Thank you so much. I, I wanna. Um, I, I I either do this right at the end or after for everybody, but I do also want to say a very big thank you to everyone who is a non-visual listener, which is everybody. Um, <laughs> I, I do want to say thank you for supporting For The Run and for always being incredibly kind and positive and, and all of those things. Um, I've been trying my darndest to be a little bit more honest about the chaos and stress. I, I'm sure you get this to some extent with teaching classes, but it, it's very stressful to manage all those things and try to deliver for people. Um, but you are always one of those people that um just really posts and with for their own stuff you, you've always been so positive and, and so kind and it means quite a lot so thank you so much for that too you're welcome i mean I, thank you for the community i mean you know because i didn't find you right away um i think i started following you i don't know maybe like in 20 sometime in 20 yeah. um and it's you know i have not been able to listen to all the podcasts but i listened to quite a bit of them and just the stuff that you post i mean it's great i mean and i love like seeing what everybody else says too i mean it's just a really great community and i know for me it's been really encouraging so i i thank you for that and i'm I'm glad i found you i mean there's just been other people that i follow you know through the podcast that i didn't follow before and there's just always good nuggets out there that i just never would have known i i got to have um dinner with Jim Burroughs two nights ago and um, he and his wife um, the first time Jim and I met was at a Richmond half marathon in 2019 right after Chicago and uh, Tina and Autumn found themselves standing in the middle of an expo after an hour and a half because to no one's surprise I can talk forever and to no one's surprise so can Jim and we were just like the same kind of thing it was like two people that were 
20 years apart in age, but somehow went to college together and hadn't seen each other in 10 years. And we're just like, word vomit for never ending amount of time. But um, Jim actually said the same thing as we were uh, walking out of dinner the other night. He was like, um, he was like, Pacers, like these like random people that signed up to be Pacers that I had never known in my life. And now like, I know more cool people. And um, it's very weird. I'm not someone, I think you do better, this far better than me, Rachel, but I have a difficult time just sitting down and letting stuff kind of soak in. Um, but Autumn is a, a wonderful case of that for me. She will be like, I was in my explore seat feed and someone I don't know just had a for the run shirt on. And I oftentimes will try to be like, boom, like bounce off, be like, nope, nope, doesn't register. But, um, it's great. I've met so many wonderful people, yourself included. And that in itself is like so infinitely just rewarding and wonderful. And, um, you know, I more than ever, uh, I think, especially in the social media aspect, like I, I told a friend, I think a, a few months ago, like I was like, the easiest uh, emotion for a lot of people is hate and resentment and, and, Social media does that so well because it's the easiest thing to like when someone gives you that thing that you can kind of dig down and find negativity in. And I was like, so I'm just going to post love on Instagram all the time through force. I will force all of you people to be happy and love people. <laughs> like each other. <laughs> um, and if that means I fail and so be it, I will go down on that. But um, the hill I will die on. Just, you know, we need joy we need to remember that you know we're all pretty stinking in common and we can do some good and i'm grateful that i have you and i have other people that constantly help me um stay motivated to keep doing that stuff so thank you again absolutely well have a great rest of 2022 have um hopefully i'm not liquid death melting hot summer in texas i know that's pretty difficult but yeah i think that's yeah yeah it's gonna happen yeah well if nothing else i look forward to plenty more jump photos plenty more positivity and joy and all of those things and uh we will talk to you soon this has been fantastic i look forward to chatting with you more in the future yeah thank you to both of you thank have you, a great Rachel. rest of your sunday yeah. you're welcome yeah. thank you All right, that was Rachel. This is Blair and I without Rachel. It was really that's fun. What we'll, that's what we'll call this, Blair and I without Rachel. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's a long name. <laughs> yep, I feel like that would be a suitable Bravo TV name. Man, you that know? would be fun. Like a spinoff of like Three's Company or something. <laughs> Perfect, <laughs> yes. I really liked that show as well. <laughs> Sorry, Rachel, that we just signed you up for a sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> I think that a live TV show, a reality show of the podcast could very well be entertaining. It's high quality. It high, quality high quality TV. <laughs> I mean, I've only watched a handful of reality shows and already we could do better. A hundred percent. I There's don't watch goofy. a lot of reality TV shows. No. I actually what? don't watch a lot of TV. Do you well, watch like TV so, shows, reality TV? 
we we do like to do that in the evenings it's kind of our attempt at unpacking in terms of just not you know doing anything else with our day our um i think our like mind clearing reality ish show of choices there's this show that's been on mtv forever it's called the challenge okay it's it's a competition show effective it's basically the bachelor meets american gladiator kind of in a way i love american gladiator it's like so they put all these people in a house they take all their phones so they have to engage with each other they all sure. slowly lose their minds and get super because <laughs> they have um, no access to technology they, they get super super um uh like you know, judgy of each other. They sure. argue about the dumbest yeah. things. They let okay. them go out to a bar to get slosh so they can overreact to more things, right? Uh-huh. They give them all the fuel needed sure. to make stupid decisions and say stupid things. Okay. Um, and certainly the personalities are chosen specifically, I think, to meet said criteria too. But so 50% of the show is basically the real world from okay. MTV. Yes, it's I people that. from the real mm-hmm. world and stuff like that. And then the other half of the show is after they've all like almost killed each other and <laughs> said that the people they're with are the worst people ever and hurt everyone's feelings. Then they all have to go compete in a challenge and the winner of the challenge is safe. And then there's politics. Like the winner can pick one of the losers to go into an elimination and right. It, it becomes wow. very democratic the dynamics and of this show. insane very fast. That's our favorite because okay. it gives you a little goofy drama that doesn't matter. Right. It gives you some competitive stuff to see people do something awesome. It gives you kind of the curveballs of someone that is maybe a fan favorite going in, possibly going up. They've been doing this for a long time. There's like okay. 30 plus seasons of this wow. thing. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of them. That's a lot. It's getting so big that they're going to put one of them's going to get on CBS this summer. It used okay. to just be on MTV, but that's our like. TV show. If we've had a really yeah. just a day, mm-hmm. we like to just be like, let's just watch people be unreasonably <laughs> angry at each other and, and then compete together and, and compete team together. Building activity. To, basically, right? It, I yes. love it. I yeah. love the people who come up with these shows. Yeah, they are, it's great. It's great. They are geniuses there. Um, so, you know, when when sometimes when I talk to my nephews or younger cousins, I can see them going, you watch that? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, what you watch the 16 and pregnant or something like, oh, gosh. you know, uh, I mean, you know, but not yeah. to each their own to each yeah, their own. Absolutely. Everybody um, needs to do what they need to do. To decompress. That's right. Um, I was listening to who were they talking to? Uh, oh, uh, the smartless podcast was talking to Kristen yes. Wiig, and she said that her like binge is all of the housewives show. It, mm-hmm. yep. I have a good friend who that's yep. her, yeah. that's her show of decompression. It was really it's fun like to listen to her and, them. um, yeah. one of the, yeah. one of the hosts on smartless, they both love it. So they were like just gossiping about gossip, yeah. which is really great. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was very funny. Well, so. I love that podcast. Thank you for introducing it to me because it always is oh, funny. Man. And I just love the yep. the three of them together. Yeah. Don Hayes and Bateman. Will Arnett yep. Yep. and Jason. Yep. Why can't I think of his Jason last Bateman. name? Yes. Jason Bateman. Yeah. Yep. I'm like yep. the three of them together. Oh, man. And they then, go in on each other. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's so good. It's so good. If you need a podcast, everyone, Smartless. Yeah, Real it's, funny. It's, it's great. It's, it's a very, very good. enjoyable one I appreciate one for it sure. very much. Yeah. Um, but that was not oh. my question for you. I don't actually have a question. It just was a good question that it's kind of question. spun off from the conversation about TV. Well, I do know that... I, I can't imagine why you don't have any time in the evenings. Cough, cough, children. I do have um, time. I just don't. <laughs> my children don't sleep, everyone. Um, right. They just don't embrace like the beauty of sleep. They mm -hmm. can run on limited sleep. And mm -hmm. I have one child with some anxiety who just has a very challenging time, like turning his brain off to go to sleep. So, and so when said children fall asleep, I immediately have to go to bed. Yes, yes. <laughs> So I, that I can be ready for the next day. I have thought about this. And so Blair and I have both been pretty busy. <laughs> and I know that you and Autumn had some conversations around this. And I wanted to pose this to you. And so I'll just pose it to you on, on podcast. podcast. <laughs> um, what a better place. Well, because as with many of the things you tell me about your boys. Yes. Me being also at one point was a boy a that boy. just was completely <laughs> irrational and didn't listen and all that. Um I had all kinds of falling asleep anxiety things yes. and waking up yes. and feeling like stuff. Mine yeah. there was <clears throat> natural disasters. I was okay. House fires, tornadoes, those types okay. of things. Okay. Um, some things that worked for me was one, um, which this is way out of, there's better devices for this now, but I had like the CD player with a timer. Okay. So I could listen to music or something yes. for 30 minutes and I'd usually fall asleep. And that gives your brain an opportunity not to be playing worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. um, now in modern day versions of Autumn and I, <clears throat> we got, this is kind of a win-win. We got an air purifier that's called a Mila. <clears throat> okay. And you can program those so that they basically play the ocean. Okay. Yeah. He has a sound machine. And okay. so like it's white noise right now, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I mean, I'm, I'm happy to propose the idea of other sounds to him in the effort yeah. to like get him to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, it was even when I was in kindergarten, like, yeah, it's just started in the last, yeah. I don't know. We're in, what are we in? Are we in June? It's still June, yep. Yep. June, February. I mean, how many months is that? I can't do math. Three. Is that only three months? Uh, four. 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 We'll okay. Four. So yeah. in the last like four-ish months, there have been some changes in life. So I don't know if it has to do with that. He has been yeah. a nervous human. <clears throat> um, yeah. I'm very like particular about things. and But yeah, lately it's just been very much some thoughts when he's sleeping mm -hmm. about what's mm -hmm. going to happen. And yep. he sleepwalks. And so he one Ooh. of his fears is he's going to <clears throat> sleepwalk out of the house. Sure. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. So he just, he's having a hard time. So then of course I also am having a hard time. <laughs> understandably so. Yeah, yeah. I think that's understandable. Yeah. 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 I remember yeah. I was like five and I had this blue Fisher price radio. Cause that mm -hmm. was what we had when you were yeah. five uh -huh. um, iPods. Who needs that Fisher price radio? It um, was the best. Fisher price is still awesome. Thank you very much. It is. So I would like listen to like FM, radio and my mom mm -hmm. could there was a thing on the back to like 
when you turn it on, it's on for 30 minutes because yeah. it's a Fisher Price radio, which means no one will ever turn it off. So it just <laughs> turned itself off. Um, but yeah, I mean, even when I was like five or six years old, I was like, I don't like silence. This is bad. Yeah. Um, we're back in a, in a, um, it's too dark situation. Mm-hmm. We have lots of thoughts and mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to like, we've done some meditation, like guided yeah. meditation on an app so that he can kind of focus on somebody else telling him what to do. Yeah. Um, he does have like a little night light diffuser situation. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, nobody on the podcast is interested in what is happening at my house, but if you have children with anxiety yeah, who have trouble sleeping, we can chat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was me. I mean, yeah. Um, it may, I mean, maybe this even too, like I do anymore to end my day. I do, um, three things of gratitude and three things that I'm excited for the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That so you've way been trying to focus. Yeah. 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 It's also not what's going to happen and, and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So. We, we've been trying to do like that three, three of yep. our favorite things for the day. And what are we yep. looking forward to tomorrow? Just yep. like trying yep. to get his mind onto something yeah. else. There's definitely a correlation in the amount of activity he goes through in the day. So if he's mm-hmm. super active, the length of time of the anxious thoughts is less. Yep. So yesterday wasn't so much of an active day. We were traveling. And so yeah, he was a in lot the of car, time. you a lot know, of time. Yep. Um, so it did take quite some time for him to finally mm-hmm. settle, but yeah, yeah. yeah, I, I, cause I always want to try and like solve everyone else's problems. I not my I'm own. for it. Um, <laughs> I was going to be like, is, is he artistic? Does he like to draw? He does like to draw. He's actually been drawing lately. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this um, YouTube channel, Art Hub for Kids or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. He loves that. So he's been drawing. We did get him a new sketch pad. So he's mm-hmm. been doing that. So like, he, yeah. A thing too that kind of works for me is if I have like, I mean, with For the Run, I thankfully have too many of those things to so like outlets. fall back yeah. on to like, that's sometimes the stuff that I like just let my brain kind of go on autopilot to think about Mm -hmm. while I'm falling asleep. Mm -hmm. Admittedly, I don't get a whole lot of real beneficial, like substantive stuff out of my ideas for what I'm going to design tomorrow for them. But it's a good place to just like, I used to, uh, it's actually funny because now I have an actual like semi clothing brand, but like you do, I was, not a, yeah. not a, it is an act, it is actual, it's I not semi, give, it is an actual that. clothing nope, brand wasn't, that wasn't just celebrated its third birthday. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to, um, try and design like variations of the Nike logo and like uh-huh. put like words in the Nike logo. Like I did that stuff all the time. So like, I don't know, like if he had like, a thing from an artistic perspective, even that was like, oh, what am I going to do with that tomorrow? Or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Like yeah. that was something, even when I was in college, mm-hmm. I would spend a lot of time fixated on that stuff as I fell asleep. Like, Oh, what can I do with that? And yeah, you know, he's that, currently so. obsessed with Pokemon. So I can generally, mm-hmm. I, that's a great idea. I will go ahead and be like, what Pokemon <laughs> or <laughs> if, what you could region, make, if you could make your own, what would your special Pokemon, Pokemon have as what would teachers, it look powers? Like? Yeah. All yeah. the things. Yeah. And, so. and then draw it and mm-hmm. think about how you'd like to draw it. So then like, it's not, that's the kind of thing that's not a one day thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's like 
possibly a week or a couple of <laughs> just being help. like, oh my God, like I could give it whatever I want. Yeah. It could be whatever color. Could wings, it could um, be a water type, all the so, things. Yeah. I, I, you know, that stuff is, is especially in you know, high, like high school and college too. It was always just like, well, what can I do with this? Mm-hmm. And what can I do with mm-hmm. that? So, yeah. yep, 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 yep. So I will definitely but, try both of those things and okay. I will report back to you. <laughs> Maybe yeah. not to all of our pod friends. <laughs> well, next time on uh, super random, uh, not medical expert talk show podcast, <laughs> um, which, right, like insert Dr. Phil and all those people here. I know Dr. Phil actually has, you know, credentials, but yes. um, there was all that thing of like, there's just random people on TV that tell me what to do and what to say. Um, it's like, yes. Yeah. Well, he is going for his physical Tuesday, so I'm sure we'll have some conversation but did you know i had a friend i was talking about the sleep situation they have sleep therapy yes sleep therapy for children i didn't know there was one for children yeah i have some questions about sleep therapy but yeah my favorite thing in terms of like sleep related issues is the whole um sleep study like when they want you to come that well Okay, but I have lots <laughs> of problems that. with that, right? That. You want to put me in a strange place yes, and stare at me in a setting that okay. I'm not used to. And with you expect wires to get, attached to your head. You expect to get normal results mm-hmm. from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did that with our oldest. And my husband actually just had one done. And yeah. they now send it like home with you. Okay, well, that's That better. was like a new, but it was still like he had a nasal cannula and like a strap mm-hmm. he had to wear around his chest mm-hmm. and like a um, pulse oximeter for his finger. Yep. So it still wasn't it's like still, he couldn't sleep yeah. on his side, like his typical yeah. sleeping positions. Yeah, um, I, I had a friend and like the funny thing is, right, like there's a copay and right. So like you have to put money out for this. Yeah, I had a friend that went to one like three or four years ago and uh, the guy that was monitoring the study was in a room that was supposed to be soundproof, but his TV was up too loud. And one of the lights that dims was going out. So it was flickering. Oh no. And she's like, I was in, I was like in a saw movie, right? Like that and, movie's scary. And, and they're trying to ask me to fall asleep naturally no. and look at my, all you needed like, was him to be like, would you like to play a game? Yes. <laughs> He was like, I and and right. He kept coming over the microphone, being like, "Could you go to sleep now?" Yeah, and and which is just only going to help you go to sleep, right? I mean, maybe I should try that as a microphone uh, in his room. Yeah, let's just put a microphone. That will not scare your child at all. There's this strange Um, voice talking to me. If anything, we'd be more concerned if the next morning he was like, "I slept so well. I slept really good." Strange voice. Um, but yeah, I, oh. I, I remember her telling me about her sleep study and I thought, and they made you pay a hundred dollars for that. Well, I mean, this still ties into like the benefits of like being a better runner. Sleep is important for recovery mm-hmm. and yep. yeah, let's, let's, let's try right? to put a bow I mean, on that. And I believe that I've seen people within our running community discuss how sometimes they have some insomnia and some sleep challenges of their own. And, you know, it's a. It's a topic that should be talked about more. I do agree. I do agree with that. Yeah. Um, speaking of sleep, sleeping and anxiety, um, <laughs> I had found this really great, um, uh, like droplet CBD. Uh-huh. I've talked about it. Yes. Um, yeah. 
they just out of the blue closed. No. Yeah. You really enjoyed that product. <laughs> uh, I bought six months worth of it before they disappeared. They said, oh, no, they, I'm, <laughs> I have problems with it. They, they sent an email in like the middle of May and they were like, due I mean, to just due to stuff, we're done and we'll be, oh, done. No. we'll be done May 31st. And, and, and then when they were done, the website didn't go away. All the products just disappeared. And there's no message like, hey, we're not a business anymore. Like the website's exactly as it was, just all the products are gone. And I was like, I feel like this is, there's a lot more to this story. Mm. Like something went wrong. For yeah. you to just be done within two weeks of having a well-run business seemingly, mm -hmm. and all you did was take the products off the website and you didn't tell, there's no message about like, mm -hmm. hey, we're not a thing anymore, but- yeah, weird for sure. And mm -hmm. so I Bummer. thankfully bought so much that I have a little bit of time to figure out what the to next find step something will be. But as a replacement, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, good. This will not make me stressed <laughs> at all. <laughs> My um, sleep support is not available. Uh oh. Uh -oh. You know, you know, oh, no, no reason for me to need sleep. Oh, there's so many reasons that we need sleep. I don't actually wear any of my fitness gear to ma track my sleep. I don't either. Yeah. Okay. I'm always afraid I'm going to like <laughs> myself in the face well, and like, I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I see so sure. many people that are speculative of this too. Like someone, I think even just this weekend posted like a picture of their watch. Uh, I can't remember who it was. They got like eight hours and 14 minutes of sleep. And it says they got like four hours and 40 minutes of REM. And then beneath that, it was like, you got crap sleep. And they were like, I feel really good. <laughs> I feel like I got good sleep. And I mean, you literally are telling me I got good sleep. <laughs> but what? Like you say, I got good sleep. And good then beneath job. that was like, nope, you suck. You're terrible. <laughs> um, I definitely don't need that message when I wake up in yeah, the morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Autumn wears hers. And I think she gets decent uh, stuff out of it. I had worn mine for a little bit, but yeah, uh, it's the same thing as I always want to message Garmin to tell them that the word like unproductive, unproductive. or detraining, like uh -huh. get, do a psychological study and think of a better word. Like there's a better word. There, there's, there is, Move. I know there is like, Move more. like <laughs> great like, job trying. <laughs> if someone, nice work. you know, if, <laughs> if someone's like been working their butt off for weeks upon weeks, and then like you give them a slow week to recover or something. And then their watch is like, Hey, guess what? You are shit. Like, <laughs> This is not, it's not good. I, you don't need to tell people. What kind that. of message are you sending to these people? Yeah. I mean, or just lean way into it and be like, you <laughs> suck. <laughs> like, You're going to take away that and just get a two word phrase instead yeah, of just the one. Yeah. We're going all the way in. Put some audio into the watch. Like the second they <laughs> save their workout, they're like, you did real bad. <laughs> you did real bad. Um, and you're like, great. Oh, no. Thank you. Now Thank everyone you. else knows that I also did <laughs> play a tune yep yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> perfect like perfect. a whoopee cushion sound right at the end yep yep, yep. all right well guess You're what welcome, everyone everybody now that we've put a bow on the end of this episode <laughs> you are you are very productive you are right within your training window and yep. you are going to accomplish great things that's yep. my garmin message to everyone <laughs> And for everyone out there, you will get wonderful sleep this evening. Yes, you will. 
no matter what anyone else says. <laughs> and if you do happen to get excellent sleep this evening, I guess that means you just have to listen to this episode of the podcast every day for the rest of your life. <laughs> You're welcome. We could be a guided meditation. <laughs> <laughs> let's see, let's see how that goes. Everybody will, breathe in. I will tell you, Blair, we sit down uh, at dinner with Jim. This will be my final parting shot here of okay. our wrap up. Uh, first, like one of the first things out of Jim's mouth is uh, <laughs> one, one episode, one type of podcast wasn't enough. You got to have three. Yes. And I said, Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you have been disappointed if I didn't? Yeah. You would have questioned my sanity and who I you, was as a person. You give me another two months, I'm sure I can get to four. There's two more coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, well, friends. As per usual, friend, thank you for coming along with me and all of our absurdities. I love all of it. It's I the know. best. It's the best set up for my week. That's right. That's right. So mm-hmm. Blair and I are off. We are into the wilderness of life. <laughs> into the unknown. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go You're see gonna go what's snuggle a puppy. A puppy. I know. You go snuggle a puppy. That sounds better. That's right. All right, friends. Okay. Hope you're all doing great. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to For Your Run, a podcast brought to you by For The Run. Special thanks goes out to all of our supporters on Patreon, whose contributions and support help us put this all together and get it out into your ears. If you're interested in becoming a member of the For Your Run pod family, you can learn more at patreon.com slash foryourrun. We hope this has been a pleasant break in your day, and we look forward to you bringing us along for your next run or whatever it is you have going on in your life. Till next time, run with heart, and we'll talk to you soon.